We're in the middle of a global cannabis revolution. For nearly a hundred years, cannabis has been the most popular illicit drug in the world. Now, every year, more governments reverse the ban on cannabis, or attempt to. At the time of writing, in the US, over 200 million citizens in 36 states have access to medical marijuana, and over 100 million in 17 states can legally buy recreational cannabis. 17 countries, including Holland, Belgium and Germany, have made cannabis a medicine. Israel is now offering the world's first university course in medical marijuana. However, in the UK the revolution has barely begun. It was only three years ago that the government finally conceded that cannabis could legally be used as a medicine, despite it being used as one for thousands of years. But because of a lack of clear direction, flawed cost arguments and ambivalence in the medical profession, only very few patients have been given an NHS prescription. As a result, it's been estimated that over a million people in the UK are using illegal black market cannabis for medical purposes every day. The situation has left people lacking good information on and confused about cannabis. You might be one of them. Perhaps you are considering taking it and want to know the real harms and benefits. Or you're already taking it, but you are worried. Or perhaps you're a recreational user, or you found out that your child is, and you want to know the true nature and size of any risks. That's why I've written this book, to tell the whole truth about cannabis, to uncover what the science says, much needed after a hundred years of government propaganda against it. Most of what many of us know about cannabis is likely to come from this propaganda, and possibly, more recently, from sales pitches from the new and growing cannabis industry, especially in the area of CBD. You may know me as the drug czar who was sacked by the UK government in 2009 for speaking out about the real evidence of drugs' harm. I've been accused of being a drugs reformer, as if that's a bad thing. But the laws, as they stand, are obviously not fit for purpose. Globally, evidence shows that the war on drugs has failed. The UK government has persisted with prohibition policies, which, as you can see from figures one and two, have not reduced the consumption of cannabis. The aim of prohibition is to reduce the harms caused by drugs, but these policies have only ended up adding to them. This includes wasting police time, the use of public funds to prosecute people for the minor offence of cannabis possession, and their life prospects being ruined. Keeping cannabis outside the law has, perversely, led to the black market selling a stronger version, skunk, and a dangerous substitute, spice. Cannabis isn't going away. No matter how much the government tries to pretend its policy of being tough on drugs is working. So wouldn't it be sensible to find a better way to exist alongside cannabis, one that causes the least amount of harm to individuals and to society and gives the greatest amount of benefit? As a scientist, working as an advisor to the government, I didn't start out with a reform mandate. I followed one of the fundamentals of scientific research, to question everything. I felt it was my job to find the best evidence-based harm reduction policies for all drugs, including alcohol and tobacco. That included the bigger picture. Is it logical for us to treat alcohol differently from cannabis when alcohol causes more harm? And what government policies would lead to the greatest benefits as well as the least amount of harm? The work I did during those years showed me that cannabis is the drug with the biggest gap between what we are told 
and the reality of the harm it does. Just as one example, you may be surprised by this figure, which shows the number of people who died from different drugs in the UK in 2019. From that figure, you can see that cannabis is extremely low. For example, there are nearly 90,000 premature deaths from tobacco each year, nearly 30,000 from alcohol, several thousand from opiates, but for cannabis, the number is less than 10.